I'm taking over Ken Lavica's show today alongside Jeanette, and we want to get wild with you. You want to hear all of your theories about Championship Sunday in the NFL. Forget everything Evan Cohen just said because we're going to make up our own fantasy land of what's going down this Sunday in the NFL. Stone Lebanowitz, kick the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh my, the skies are clear. It's a little bit of a, actually an overcast here. We have really, really good lighting out here. Which is Jeanette. really nice. I enjoy it. Um, the waterfalls, the fountains, the trees, the views, and then we have a lot of great golf. We are not in the studios today, Jeanette. No, we are not. We have the pleasure of being at GameBridge LPGA at Boca Rio out here in Boca Raton. We have our table set up right here next to the bar. I'm about 20 feet away from the bar. What's happening right here? We're so close to the drinks, right? Danger, so close, yet so (laughs) far away. It's Theo Dorsey here at Theo Dorsey TV, joined by Jeanette Javier at Jen and Juice on Twitter. You can tweet at us at the show ESPN West Palm. We got Stone Labanowitz back in the studio. Stone, I'm sorry we couldn't bring you out here with us, man. The vibes are nice. Is the studio okay as well? That's no big deal to me, man. I'm just holding it down back in the studio. You know that. Hold it down for us today, Stone. We're gonna we're gonna as come always. to you for some of your takes on some of these things here as we are at. Gamebridge LPGA, and we have some some good scores being shot right now. Play got underway early this morning, as you could imagine, and we're in round two. Round one just wrapped up yesterday, and of course we have our leader Lydia Ko atop still right now at ten under. She has a two-stroke lead, and we'll get into more of what's going on with the Gamebridge LPGA in coming moments. But we want to start you off today with the hot topic on everybody's mind here throughout this sports world, Jeanette. Okay. Uh, no Tom Brady. None. None. Ugh. No Aaron Rodgers. None. Uh, we he still gone. have Patrick Mahomes. He here. And the NFL is still reigning supreme, right? Absolutely. Shining. Thriving, <laughs> honestly, with all these different types of topics and headlines. That's right. We got a lot of nice new blood, young blood. We have some, you know, we, we haven't seen Matthew Stafford in the NFC Championship game before. We haven't seen the likes of a guy like Joe Burrow, second year in the league bringing a Cincinnati Bengals team to an AFC championship. This is di- this is different this year. I'm still not over that we're going to see Matthew Stafford and Jimmy G against each other on Championship Sunday. Championship Sunday. Did you ever think that was possible? Well, I didn't think it was possible, and it's coming off the backs of what was we would consider the greatest weekend. I mean, maybe not for you because um, you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. And that was at the game. And, yeah, you were at the game where the Buccaneers, well, they got – they got their teeth kicked in, and then they somehow came back because Tom Brady obviously was on the sideline, and then the Rams end up winning because in the last forty seconds of the game because you left the safety on Cooper Cup down the middle. <laughs> yeah, genius stuff from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you know what? They already had their Super Bowl rank. It's time for some new blood in the NFL. We would not have a uh, a back to back champion. But what I want to know today, Jeanette, because we're coming off such a, an exciting weekend of NFL and something that we can no longer like. We can't even wish for better football than that, right? No, no, we can't. I've never been more excited, honestly, for a championship game. Despite the losses, despite not having Tom Brady, despite not having Aaron Rodgers, I think the headlines of Joe Burrow making it in his second year, actually the Jimmy G versus the Matt Stafford is is an incredible story. It's something. That grabs your attention. Who's not going to be paying attention on something? I think everybody will be locked in. and And since we can't expect... What happened last time where we had these roller coaster of games, we had these epic finishes, we had 13 seconds from the Kansas City Chiefs. What I do want to get into is 
What is your wildest prediction for this coming day? When when balls get kicked off on Sunday, and of course we got Bengals at Chiefs 3 p.m. on CBS. We have 49ers at Rams 6:30 on Fox. Uh, Chiefs and the Rams are both favorites in this one. And when we kick those things off, we're going to want to talk about exactly what we have coming from these teams. But before we get into all of that, of course, we are here at Gamebridge LPGA. We are here at Boca Rio. And we want to get golfers as they come off the course here because this is round two. This is a huge event right now, the second event of the LPGA season. And so we're being brought here our very first interview of the day, which I am pretty excited about getting into right now, Jeanette. Uh, can we get the microphone to yep. you? Yep. There we go. We'll set it up sure. just like that. And, okay, Aditi, huh? Ashuk. Ashuk. I am yes. so sorry no, as we're fine. trying to frantically get this together. No problem. Aditi Ashuk, first off, I mean, how did it feel out there on the course for day two here? I know you weren't as mesmerized by the beauty because you've already been here for a couple of yeah. days, but how was it out there? Yeah, it was tougher than yesterday. Obviously, it was cooler in the morning, so the ball wasn't traveling as far, and I think the conditions were harder, a bit a bit harder too, and some tough pin positions. Yeah. But I shot even par, so not ha not happy with it, but I'm not sad about it either. Is it? Uh, I know that 70 players are cutting down uh, for the weekend. How do you feel your position now? Now that you kind of have to wait and see how the rest of the scores come in to be able to make that cut. Yeah, I think it's I, obviously I'm in. I think I'm in the top 10 right now, oh, yeah. which is pretty good, and I think it's in a good position for the weekend. Uh, I have some time off now, like I can go practice, work on my game a little bit. So hopefully, you know, I can do some of that because I feel like the last two rounds have been afternoon, morning. I haven't had much time to practice at all, so now I can hit some balls you know, recover, rest a little bit, which will be good for the weekend. Of course, and that's when anything can happen, especially if you're in that top 10, yeah. you're in striking range there. Uh, I'm seeing here your, your best result in 2019 was a tie for 13th finish. Uh, what's the best you've done at uh, Gamebridge LPGA? Oh, uh, well, at this event, not not really great. I finished, I think, tied 40-something last year. But my last event of the season was in Florida last year, and I finished tied six. So hopefully I can, you know, try and do better than that this week. And building off of that, I know this is just the second event on the LPGA Tour this year. Um, what is your, you know, your expectations for this season, and how do you feel you've done so far now this is your two days into the second event? Yeah, yeah, obviously it's the first event, and I had, I think, two months off, so I didn't really know where my game was at, but I think I shot 66 yesterday, which was a great opening round, especially coming off after a long off season. So it was good to, you know, kind of start well this event. And, yeah, hopefully my game is stays as good on the weekend and I can create more birdie chances and keep doing the same stuff. Um, I know for the Olympics, 2016, 2020 Olympics, I mean, uh, that's something that's coming that's up to 2024. Thank you. Uh, can you speak on your Olympic experience? And kind oh, of yeah, sure. It was obviously a really big tournament and, you know, one of the grandest stages in sports. So, yeah, especially in India, Olympics is huge. And I think other than cricket I think if people follow sports they only follow like the Olympic sports so with golf being in the Olympics that was great and I finished fourth last year which was I think even better for golf in India a lot of people heard about the sport which was you know not my intention but obviously it was it's it's, it's really great that it happened yeah and obviously the Olympics huge deal what is the most exciting part about being at the Olympics, representing your country and seeing the growth of women's golf overall? Yeah, I think we never really get to play. I know we play every week, but we don't really think of it as playing for your country. It's more individual. So I think having that opportunity to represent India mm -hmm. and have, you know, the whole of India kind of watching golf. And 
especially the last two days, a lot of people tuned in because it was 4 a.m. in India and they woke up just to watch me because I was wow. playing good. Let's so I go. think that's, okay. you know, that's really great stuff with golf being in the Olympics. And yeah, it's just different compared to any regular golf tournament. You get to see so many other athletes, so many other sports, which was which is always great, you know, as a, I mean, it's just a great experience in general, not just for a sports person. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. And, and coming out to South Florida to golf, I know Florida is like the, to me, the epicenter of golf here in the United yeah, States. Uh, definitely. What is it about Florida, as, as you as somebody that comes here to play for tournaments, what is it about it that brings people out here so often? Uh, I think the good weather, obviously, is what, <laughs> yeah. what helps a lot. <laughs> helps. And I think the golf courses, you know, you get really pretty golf courses, you know, a lot of water hazards, a lot of, you know, you can get like, golf courses which are tree-lined as well so the variety is definitely there and I personally like it because it's the Bermuda grass that's what I grew up on so I enjoy you know it's I'm used to you know the putting and the chipping and all that stuff off of Bermuda that's perfect that's perfect well good luck going into the weekend we see here you're tied fifth right now I got you wrong I was talking about making the cut you mean yeah. you're, you're tied fifth right now well you I just... did make the cut too so that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in prime position to contend uh, just four shots off the lead thank you so much for taking time no, out today you. and good luck on the weekend thank you thank you thank you uh, that was Aditya Shook, um, tied fifth here at GameBridge LPGA. Our very first interview, we're very grateful to have her. She just cut, got off the course. She just shot an even par on day one yesterday. She shot 66, uh, which has her at six under on the tournament so far. So she's in striking distance right now. The leader uh, for the GameBridge LPGA is Lydia Ko, who is currently 10 under. So she's just four shots off the lead again. 120-player uh, tournament. They'll cut it down to 70. Um, after today's round wraps up round two and then going into the weekend, that's when that's when the money is made, Janet. I'm, I'm you know? dancing. I'm excited for the weekend. Yeah. The energy, it's vibrant. The weather is nice. This LPGA Tour event, Gainbridge, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Gainbridge is fantastic. I was, I was uh, bragging to somebody on Twitter. This is my first time actually being able to cover in person a LPGA event. I've done a couple um, PGA Tour events, obviously, and this has been uh, quite the blessing so far and getting Aditya Shook uh, who just came fresh off the course she is scorching hot right now in this tournament looking to get her first win on the LPGA tour so far so Jeanette we'll get and as we go throughout this show here Ken Levick alive Theo Dorsey filling in for Ken Levick and we got Jeanette Javier we got Stone Labanowitz back in the studio we'll be having some of the golfers who are fresh off the course just periodically come by and do interviews with us so if we jump in and out of a topic don't be too uh, shook up by that but Getting back to what we were talking about there, we want we wanted to talk about some of the wilder predictions that we have um, for Championship Sunday in the NFL. We're down to four teams. We got the four best, what they would like to assume or what you want to call it here um, in the NFL. And my wild prediction, I'll start with myself. Okay. What my wild prediction for me, for what I think will happen this Sunday is I think, mm -hmm. no, no, I won't, I won't say think, I know. Confidence. I say know it, say it. that when we kick things off on 630, at 6.30, excuse me, out there at L.A., mm -hmm. I think the Rams are going to run all over the 49ers. All over. I think the Rams are going to put a, a seismic butt whipping on the 49ers. I'm talking 20 to 30-point victory at home in front of that L.A. Hollywood fan base, and I think they advance to the Super Bowl. And I think Sean McVay exercises his demons of always losing to Kyle Shanahan. Okay. I, that's a pretty big one. It would be a monumental part for – it would be a monumental yeah. win for more reasons than one. Yeah. 
But you said it loud and you said it with confidence and you said it with a lot of conviction there. Well, sir. well, the thing is, a lot of people, I mean, people will say, okay, yeah, oh, cool, he's picking the favorite. I mean, the favorite at home, they're favored by three and a half points there, whatever. But more specifically, Sean McVay is like little bro to Kyle Shanahan. And I'm sure he hates hearing that. <laughs> I'm sure he does but not like me saying that. But it's the truth. Yeah. But it's the truth. Yeah, they both started off in Washington under under Coach Shanahan out with the Washington Redskins at that time, you know, the Washington football team. They both were on the offensive staff. Kyle Shanahan had, was kind of like McVay's boss for a while when he was the OC and, mm-hmm. and Sean McVay was a tight ends coach. And from there, their careers have been intertwined. Now they're both in the same division, the NFC West. They battled it out. Each of the last six meetings – Kyle Shanahan has gotten the best of him. Even when the 49ers didn't have the better team, the Rams were losing to this team. So these are these are things that, and I think if, if Stone has the sound ready, I, I want to, because these are things that, you know, in sports a lot of times it's bigger than just the game. It's a lot of mental aspect to it. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like on Sundays in golf when golfers are going up against Tiger Woods and he has that red polo on, it's an intimidation factor. Absolutely. There's like a factor of, oh, there's that guy. It's almost like your guy, your quarterback, Tom Brady. Yes. Against the Rams just last weekend. Yes. When we have guys on the Rams like OBJ saying, I saw the goat on the other sideline, and you see Cam Akers fumbling the ball two times and the Rams practically giving the game away. Sometimes in sports, even at the highest levels in the NFL, there's a mental aspect to it. Yeah, sometimes the presence of that power can yeah. definitely kick you off guard and or I, shake you a bit. And that's a storyline. People think that Sean McVay looks across that sideline and sees Kyle Shanahan and is a bit intimidated, and I think that takes us back to this press conference. I want to get your opinion on it. We'll listen to it here together of Sean McVay being asked. This is a grown man, an NFL coach, being asked <laughs> about – Pretty much the intimidation of a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who he sees as his peer, but the world is seeing as his big brother in a game like the NFC Championship to make it to the Super Bowl. Play that sound, Stone. And with the success that the 49ers have been able to have against you, um, is is Kyle in your head at all, you know, in terms of trying to get past these guys? No. Um, what, I, what I do have is respect for these guys. They've done a great job. You know, you look at it. Um, you got to play well in that three and a half hour window that we're allotted. Um, you look at the last time that we played them, didn't finish the game, but but this is a really good football team. We have a lot of respect for them, but um, you know we're competing and, and preparing to the best of our ability to go out and, and see if we can advance. But this is a really good team. Kyle's an excellent coach. They got great players, great coaches, good schemes, and so that's why they're in the NFC Championship. You notice right there, Jeanette. He immediately, I mean, for one, it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Especially for you to be – that's like somebody, like, asking me if a peer from a different radio show, like, am I – are they in my head? Am I nervous about it? Like, it, 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 it's probably a bit disrespectful for a guy like Sean McVay who has made it to the Super Bowl, hasn't won it, but brought it came to the Super Bowl in his first year with the Rams. It does feel like a bit of a slight to ask a guy a question like that. And he handled it well, but you notice the first word out of his mouth is no. Yeah, but I think I actually give credit because I love bold questions like that. Yeah. I love that. Go out and go straight for it, especially you're, it, this, is a, this is a big game. Yeah. So ask them big questions. And if you're not ready for them big questions, then I'm sorry, sir. Then you're not – I'm not saying you're not ready to coach. It's but it's a huge it's stage, a and you better show up. So what's your – for Sunday, what's your, your wildest prediction? What is the, the thing that you think will happen in the NFL that will shock so many? It won't live up to last weekend's glory, but it'll shock many. I honestly think – Joe Burrow and that offense 
are going to come through and they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs mm. to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. I say it with conviction. Just a win or is it is this a dominating effort by the Bengals? Who I gave? wouldn't say a do- no, I wouldn't say a dominating effort. I honestly think it's going to go back to um, last time where they won by just a field goal kick. Yeah. But, you know, we saw them play in week 17. It's a super recent game. The Bengals beat them 34-31 after being down two touchdowns, so they've proved that they can come back. Yeah. Um Burrow, he outdueled Mahomes by throwing 466 yards and four touchdowns. And, you know, shout out to Jamar Chase. He doesn't back down. He had three. He had three of those touchdowns. So I think their offense is going to come out. And fun fact, the Bengals defense has only allowed 35 total points on their playoff run. So it's going to be an offensive shootout. I have no doubt about it. They'll they'll allow more than 35 in this game alone. So what's it about? (laughs) It's about that defense. What is that defense going to do? And the Chiefs' Tyron Matthew, I believe, he's still out. Yeah, yeah. So so that's going to be a question mark for that Chiefs' secondary for sure. So I think that the Bengals will beat the Chiefs again. Wow. And it's a bold pick. There are some people like the hipster Twitter and the the people that want to seem cool or suave in the NFL sphere that's, oh, this is it. You know, Joe Burrow's going to upset Patrick Mahomes and all that. There's a lot of of that going on. I think a lot of people also want to see that Chiefs empire fall down because they're starting to build something there. I don't want to see the Chiefs empire fall down. I think it's pretty much exciting. We have all these... You know, these NFL quarterbacks that we grew up watching, you know, a lot of them are coming towards the end of their career. I think it's more exciting to see a Joe Burrow or a Patrick Mahomes um, come up and kind of almost define the next legacy of quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I think I think I would be more willing to say that Bengals have that kind of a shot to make that kind of an imprint on this game this Sunday if they hadn't already beaten the Chiefs just so recently ago. Like, I think. With Kansas City, they're a team that, for one, they're really good in those get-back games mm-hmm. after a loss. Mm-hmm. And number two, they're the type of team that I can see kind of falling asleep. But the fact that the Bengals beat them in the regular season and beat them in that dramatic fashion. Recently, too. Recently. I think that's on the front of their minds, and they're not going to come out there lethargic. I think Mahomes is going to be locked in. The defense is going to be looking to make plays because they are – I mean, the NFL's full of guys that not only have a lot of talent, they got a lot of pride. Yes. You got to have a, a, a yes. ton of pride to be able to make it to that level and play at the level of some of these NFL players. And when a guy like Joe Burrow in his second year hangs 450 on you, Jamar Chase goes for 260 and three touchdowns, I'm pretty sure they're going to try and lock in and, and, and try and stop. Now, it's going to be hard. There's no Tyron Matthew, but I do believe the Chiefs' defense will, will be, up, be up to par to play. I think the Bengals will have a chance to get a couple turnovers like they have before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I am. I but that am ain't confident. Ryan Tannehill. That is not Ryan Tannehill. That is Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I know. I'm aware of this, but I say it. I think the Bengals will upset and they will come through in Kansas City because they're playing in Kansas City. That's right. Joe Burrow's going to come and pull that team and he's going to get the dub. Well, it'll be at Arrowhead Stadium. That will be an, an epic start to Joe Burrow's career. I, I want to know from Stone, though. We're going to give Stone in the studio a chance. Stone, what, what's your wildest. Uh, prediction for this upcoming championship Sunday because I know you got a bunch of wild stuff going on in your head about what might happen in the NFL. He has wild stuff going on no matter what. Let's be real. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't call it wild. I'll call it disappointing. But come on, we do not want to see a Jimmy Garoppolo and Joe Burrow Super Bowl. I mean, some people might. I mean, but I don't. I think that I want to see Matthew Stafford climb Mount Everest. I want to see him go through Tom Brady and then 
have to go through Patty Mahomes and the dynasty that they're creating. I think he deserves it. He's worked for it. So I'll call it wild because Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl is wild in itself. But I'm calling L.A., Kansas City. I think it's wild. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, and I think Matt, Matt Stafford climbs Mount Everest. That's what I want to see. Nobody wants to see Jimmy Garoppolo and Joe Burrow. They just don't. It's just not going to you know, have I, a uh, – Correct yourself. I will look she, at Jimmy G all she day. She just wants to look at pictures look of Jimmy G. <laughs> we don't want to watch look him throw on the football and pressure G. moments, though. That's the difference. I mean, it will. Super Bowl media week's a, a big deal, so Jimmy G's going to get a lot of close-ups, a lot of good shots. Uh, the, the thing, thing, thank yeah. you, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> all right, so look, you know, even, even his own football coach, Kyle Shanahan, doesn't want to see him uh, you know, in pressure moments throwing the football, but you just want to see pictures of him, so that's good. Uh, we're Championship Sunday, which is coming up, we're just two days away from it. Uh, there will be one thing we know at least: there's going to be some fireworks. There's going to be a lot of points scored, and we're going to have a lot of storylines coming from that. Whether it's Sean McVay and the Rams finally overcoming his big brother, which he doesn't want to call it that, in <laughs> Kyle Shanahan and those 49ers, or is it the 49ers making it back to the Super Bowl again against the Chiefs? It could be who day the you know. The Bengals have made the Super Bowl two times before. I know it's hard to believe because they've been bad our whole lives. Yeah. Each of those two times they made the Super Bowl, it's been against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, so it'd be history repeating that themselves. That could be history as, as well. But third time's a charm. Well, it's not going to happen. They're not third making time's it. Third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. They're not making it. Uh, Theo Dorsey and Janelle Javier here. We're at GameBridge LPGA Boca Rio Golf Club. A beautiful, beautiful area, and of course, round two of Gamebridge LPGA going on right now. Earlier, we heard from Adida, Aditi Ashuk, who just stepped off the course. She is tied for fifth in this tournament right now, and we have a few local players actually playing in the Gamebridge LPGA that we want to kind of shout out and get you on. Because some people don't know, you know, who's out here on the tour, who's out here actually playing. It might might be the names you're used to in the PGA Tour, but there's some huge name in LPGA that we want to get to here, and J. Marie Green of Jupiter, and of course we have also Taylor Collins of Fort Lauderdale. We got Delray Beach out here and Lexi Thompson. There's a lot of big names here that you want to come out here and see for yourself. Uh, but we'll talk more on GameBridge LPGA as well as something huge that happened in the NBA yesterday that we need to buckle down on and see, like, uh, are we serious about this? Mm. Is this a decision the NBA really wants to allow to happen? Mm, okay, I can't wait to hear it. We're going to touch on all of that. For now, we're live on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick Alive. We are on the move, presented by Brightline here at Gamebridge LPGA at Boca Rio. We are in beautiful Boca Raton here. The palm trees are blowing in the wind. We got the nice, beautiful waterfall out in front of the country club golf house and we got golfers here, some of the best in the world here for Gamebridge LPGA. It's round two. Olympic athletes. Olympic athletes. We got world number one. We have the world number one golfer out here in, in uh, the LPGA. And honestly, it's, it's just beautiful to be able to see everybody competing. I know last year they weren't able to have Gamebridge LPGA here at Boca Rio. Um, and this year we're able to have it back here. COVID stuff subsided a little bit enough. So mm -hmm. I'm happy to have it back here in town. Absolutely. Come out here, support support everybody who's coming who's showing up who's yeah. playing hard it's a wonderful event a lot of fun we're about 20 feet away from the bar and let me yeah. tell you it's looking good we're close to it's that looking bar good and every single time we go to break we we start to kind of inch closer to it we inch the table a little closer just so don't right tell when the show, them yeah, hey, don't hey, tell them they need to know 
Yeah, you know, just, you know, stagement purposes. But, you know, we're going to get to that bar pretty soon. <laughs> this is Ken Levick Alive presented by FAU NBA Sports Management Program. The voice you hear right now is Theo Dorsey filling in for Ken Levicka. That's Jeanette Javier. You know her voice. You're well acquainted. And, of course, we got Stone Lebanowitz. Friday Night Lights, as Ken Levicka has tabbed him to be, back in the studio at home, uh, not able to enjoy this beautiful golf game that we're able to watch here from the side, even though Bing we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, thanks, Stone. We can't necessarily see all of the holes here. Jeanette is just, <laughs> why did that kill you so much? We can see them teeing off at one. We can see them teeing off at one here. We're here by the practice putting green, and we can also see some of the fairway shots and some of the, you know. So we, we, get, we get some of the action from the golf. But if you want to come out here to Gamebridge LPGA, you can, I'm sure they can still get their tickets and come out here and Absolutely. see for themselves. Absolutely. Uh, and I highly suggest you do. You're a big fan of the bing bong? I am. It's one of my favorite viral sensations that has been out lately. Um, I follow that Instagram account closely. You know when you're those moments when you're a little sad or you just want some, something to laugh at? Yeah. Where you just need a little pick-me-up? Yeah. I play some bing-bong audio, and oh I'm good to gosh. go. I okay. am good to go. I'm glad that that could entertain you, Jeanette. I'm glad. I mean, it's it's it's, it's decently you, funny. It's one of the good ones. It's decently it's funny. You don't laugh at I it? I never really got it that much. I never really understood it. Have you seen? I where, saw the video, yeah. Okay, you've seen the video. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't. You know what? Not everything is for everybody. Okay, we're all. That's what makes the world go <laughs> round, Theo. We yeah, different strokes. Different of different strokes, uh, pun intended. Ah, because we're at In a golf tournament. Yes, that's right. Because we're at Cambridge LPGA, and you know, there's different strokes for different players and different strokes for different folks. Exactly. There we go. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, obviously the prelude to Championship Sunday. Everywhere you go, everywhere you be, everybody's going to want to know where you're going to sit down and watch the games at Jeanette. What, what's your plans to watch? Uh, these games. Are you going to try and do maybe one at a bar, one at home? Is it, you know, it's a Sunday afternoon slash evening. It's not exactly brunch time. So what you got? Well, for the first game, I'm going to be watching at home. Yeah. For the second game, I actually have a date that I'm watching the, uh, you, the game with. Is, is this date a 49ers or Rams fan? He's a Detroit Lions fan, so oh, he's naturally boy. a Matthew Stafford fan. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, that's misery. But I guess if he's going to root for this, you know, he's Matthew, going for Stafford. Matthew Stafford. I'm going for Jimmy G and the 49ers. Just because you like the way he looks? Absolutely. Okay. I want to see more of Jimmy G. Okay, do you like how Sean McVay looks? He's cute. Yeah? Definitely a looker. Yeah? I would look at him if <laughs> he passed by me 100%. But is he the level of Jimmy G? Wow. Absolutely not. Okay. All right, you heard it here How first. How that song from Encinco, God must have spent a little more time on you. He's definitely spent more time with Jimmy G. Okay, I thought you was going to the Lil Wayne song, God Took His Time When He Made Me. I like that one, too. That's Jimmy G as well. That's Jimmy G. Okay, I'm glad to know that. Jimmy G, God took his time making him. I'm not sure if God gave him the uh, ability <laughs> to play the quarterback position at a high enough level to where his own franchise would trade up to pick another guy in the draft the year before he brought him to the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Interesting route for Jimmy G, huh? He can be a model after. It's okay. You know, also another storyline here that could be a Bruin is Matthew Stafford's route to the Super Bowl. Uh, not only would he be able to play a Super Bowl at home in L.A. because it's going to be in L.A. this year. Mm -hmm. Also, he beat Tom Brady last weekend. He did. He could be beating Jimmy Garoppolo. Another So two former Patriots quarterbacks he could be, you know, gotten the best of. And I'm wondering if, you know how Evan made everything about Tom Brady? Yep. And, you know, Evan Cohen, you can hear 1155 and 555 here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, he made the AFC 
championship game all about Tom Brady. Somehow, even though Brady's been eliminated <laughs> and he's not even in the AFC, Evan Cohen's obsession with Tom Brady persists here. Uh, but, Jeanette, he can easily make it about that. I, I might be giving away what Evan's 555 hit is going to be about. He might make it all about Tom Brady. I was going to say, it would be amazing if we have another former Patriot quarterback yeah. and the Super Bowl, as if the Patriots never left. Bill Belichick <laughs> is still lingering. The ghost of Bill Belichick the is ghost everywhere. of Bill Belichick. So it's either going to be another Patriots for the second straight year, a Patriots quarterback in the Super Bowl, or really, a, I guess, the third straight year because the Patriots were before the Bucks. I don't know. Whatever. It's either going to be a second straight year of a former Pats quarterback in the Super Bowl or Matt Stafford's going to take down two Patriots quarterbacks in route to the Super Bowl to probably play Patrick Mahomes. Matt We're getting one of the Stafford, other. that's insane to me. Did, yeah. Would you ever think that he would have made it, he would have taken out Tom Brady? Well, I, I would, it would have taken a dream team scenario, which is what they got which in L.A. What, exactly. You know, you, you have a super genius head coach in Sean McVay. At least that's what they tell me he is. He, he draws up some pretty good plays and has done well for himself. He's doing pretty good. His yeah. second Super Bowl appearance. You got OBJ, Cooper Cup, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, a star-studded team in the city of stars in L.A. I mean, it's, it's match made in heaven for Matthew Stafford. Now all he has to do is not throw the ball to the other team. Can he do that? Uh, I'm not going to say anything yeah. because I saw what he did yeah. versus the Buccaneers. Exactly. And I'm still very heartbroken by that. He, he can just as easily throw it all away. Life, he can is, just as, life is pretty easy when you have OBJ and Cooper Cup helping you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see if he's able to do it the right way with the Rams uh, this coming Sunday. Of course, we got the NFC Championship and AFC Championship game. It's another thing. You talked about the date that you're going to do for, for the 49ers-Rams game at 630. So that's like an evening time date. Mm -hmm. so you'll be able to watch the game, enjoy the Sunday evening activities. A little wine. Uh Super Bowl Sunday, this is the dilemma that I, I didn't want to tell you pre-show that I was going to bring up because I want to know how you would react to it just okay. spot on, like in, in person. Super Bowl Sunday, as we all know, is on Valentine's Day weekend. Okay. I, I might need your help, and I think there's many people out here that might need your help on what adjustments to be made. How can you, how can you transverse or not, not – how can you get away with – Having the full Super Bowl festivity and not doing the because Valentine's Day is what like Monday, yes. So what are your do you already have plans for that Sunday Monday action or is it already you know I'm, I'm not sure if the Stafford I, fan is available. I got no plans for Valentine's Day, but I do have plans for the Super Bowl, yeah. and I would say you. Sh I think the narrative you should create is, hey, babe, let me have Sunday. Let me have Sunday. Because I already celebrate. Do you celebrate here? I know you celebrate. Yeah, every, actually, day. every day. Every I day. I celebrate you every day. Our love is not just contingent on one day. Our love is based on every other Sunday, every weekend. And let me make next weekend all about you. Yeah. Just not Saturday. Just not Friday evening. Yeah. Just like let me have this one Sunday. Just let me get Sunday. And then let me celebrate you. So you have to make it about her on Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Yes. But you get Sunday too. And put so. emphasis on the fact that you – love your relationship and that you you uh, you know you just immense yourself in it yeah. every weekend not yeah. just this week not just this week that's why i don't like valentine's day it makes no sense to me and yeah. this just could be me take take it on the side of the oh she's just a petty single person whatever i don't <laughs> care <laughs> valentine's day why do you celebrate your significant other on just that evening 
I don't know. Roses are super expensive. Yeah. Chocolate is super expensive. Dinner reservations are stupid in the sense that you can't get them anywhere. And then the pre-fixed dinner. I'm not, listen, I would feel so weirded out. I'm not, I wouldn't pay $150 for three meals. Uh Oh yeah, so you have some. Uh, depending on the restaurant, you have some some tough Valentine's Day takes here. Your your Valentine's Day takes are a little even tougher than your Super Bowl takes of just going with the Bengals, man. You're I'm you're going saying, all in right now. I'm just saying Valentine's Day is the most overrated holiday ever. Don't yeah. celebrate your significant other just because the calendar day tells you. You should be celebrating. Because you genuinely love and want to be with that person. And that's what you should tell your girl. The commercialization. Oh, and that's a good. I like that. That's a nice, like, way to will the fact that really I just want to watch football. Don't mention the Super Bowl. Don't mention the Super Bowl. No, 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 right. no, no. Just say we celebrate our relationship every day, not just on Valentine's Day okay. or Valentine's Day weekend. I know that wouldn't work for me. I'm wondering, I stone. Stone, would that work for you with, with Jeanette, the advice about getting around Valentine's Day weekend this year? Would that work for you, Stone? Honestly, I, I think it would. Wow. Yeah, you see? Uh, it's always the single ones <laughs> who give the best advice. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, man, look, I, I'm glad that he, <laughs> he says it would work for him. I'm not sure if it would work for me, but I know what does work for me is the fact that we're not just in the studios today, but out here at Gamebridge LPGA at beautiful Boca Rio in Boca Raton. It's not a steamy hot day. We do have this tent up above us right now just in case if a little bit of a rain comes down because of the overcast. But, Jeanette, when, it, when it's a day like this where there's a nice overcast and the light, you know, the sun is still out under the clouds, it provides for perfect weather and perfect backdrop for beautiful pictures. I can't wait to see what the video looks like. I know our own Tyree Smith from WPTV News Channel 5 and WFLX Fox 29 is going to be out here with his video camera pretty soon um, shooting some video for us for round two of Gamebridge LPGA. But this is the best time to get pictures off. Like that picture we took, did you notice how nice it was? It was stunning. Yeah. Stunning. And you can check that out. Go up to uh, ESPN West Palm on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm, to check that, that picture out. It was a great, great picture. And I think, you know, again, Everything out here is lovely. Gamebridge LPGA is where you should be at right now if you want to watch some intense golf from some of the greatest people all throughout the world. And that's where we are right now doing our remote show for Ken Levick Alive. When we come back, I want to talk to you about, again, specifically what went down in the NBA yesterday, why it might be a, a travesty, why we might need to do some revising of things in the NBA, okay. but also just talk about, you know, a big weekend coming up in the NBA in general. So, we're going to stick around here at Gamebridge LPGA for Jeanette Javier and Stone back in the studio. I'm Theo Dorsey, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Actually, it's Theo Dorsey joined by Jeanette Javier. You know, it's National Have Fun at Work Day, and what a better way to spend it than sitting here next to Jeanette Javier out at Gamebridge LPGA at Boca Rio. Beautiful sights, beautiful scenes, best golfers in the world, as well as, of course, you know, we have our guy Cyrus bringing us a little snacks from the media room. We got food! What, what, what better way to do it? Thank you so much, Cyrus. Thank you. He lays you. down some cookies and pineapples and, and what mangoes. A, what a balance this is. Let me point, paint the picture. We have a styrofoam plate here. On one corner, it's strawberries. On the other corner, it's cantaloupe. The third, it's pineapple. And then on the fourth corner... Cookies. We said no thank you to cookies. the fruit, no thank you to the healthy. We got chocolate chip cookie, macadamia nut cookie, and maybe a peanut butter cookie as well. Yeah, yeah. We're in this. We're in the game. Balance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stone. Sorry, we'll bring a couple cookies back to you. No, maybe. we won't. 
Maybe if we're feeling if we're feeling uh, nice. We are on the move, presented by Brightline here at Boca Rio Golf Club. And again, yes, we are in round two of GameBridge LPGA. It is uh, a wonderful day to play some golf. Uh, a little windy, actually. What we heard from Aditi Ashuk, who came off the when she came off the 18, it seemed like I think she was tied for fifth. She's now dropped tied for sixth here um, as we wrap up round two and get ready for the cut. Started with 120 players, a lot of them from local areas, a lot of them world class. We have the world number one in this tournament, and they're going to whittle it down to 70 after this uh, after this round in round two, and then we'll enter the weekend and see you can come out on top here at GameBridge LPGA. You know, just the third year of GameBridge LPGA uh, being on the LPGA Tour here. Really? Yeah. And it's a fantastic, super successful event. Yeah. The place is already packed here for a Friday afternoon. I, we keep, I'm going to mention the bar once again. Yeah, the, the bar's, bar's right there. The bar's going off. It's, it's awesome. For a third year, this is such a fantastic, well-put, successful event. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. The bar's right there. I love even that part of it as well. And, uh, you know, usually when we do these remote events, we set the speaker up, and they have us blasting out loud. And I asked you earlier, Jen, I'm like, why don't we have the speaker so everybody can hear us right now? You reminded me, you know, golf decorum. We can't have just two loud mouths yelling <laughs> as they're trying to tee. I mean, the, they're trying to win out here, Theo. <laughs> the tee box for, for for the first hole is like, you know, maybe 50 yards, 50, 60 yards away from us. So I don't think a speaker will work right now. Especially us. We'd start clapping. We'd yeah. start cheering them yeah. on. And yeah. like, turn their mics down. Turn the speaker off. It would get really, it would get really, really interesting. Uh, so what I will say. Uh, the NBA has done a great job, and they do a great job every year of pumping up what All-Star Weekend is. All-Star Weekend isn't just about um, showcasing the best talent in the NBA. It isn't just about bringing the, to the forefront some of the guys that they want to make more mainstream. Mm -hmm. It's also about bringing all the celebrities together. It's about mm -hmm. the parties. It's like a huge, huge reunion, and it's all centered around, you know, the dunk contest, the three-point shootout, but, of course, the big-time All-Star game, which falls on a Sunday. Before we head into that, what is your favorite All-Star event? My favorite All-Star event would have to be, I mean, honestly, it's got to be the dunk contest. Yes. Uh, yes. It's it's everybody's, but it, it, it hit, it's hit or miss over the past, like, few years, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I like the excitement around it. I love the drama of it. I love the year when my guy, Dwayne Wade, uh, gave out the nine to make sure that my other guy. Oh, over, well, that was Derek over Jones Aaron. Jr. Yeah, yeah it was over, over Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Yep, yep. Despite yep. the fact he's out there jumping over mascots. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Whatever. He didn't clear Taco Fall. We can do that debate so we're blue in the face, but Here he did not go. clear him. Here we go. So Dwayne Wade did what he had to do. Uh, so yours is the dunk Cheating. contest as well, though, right? I love the dunk contest. It's the, the creativity of the dunk contest and how the athleticism. It's all in one. It's the, the biggest reason why. I love basketball is the excitement of everything just coming together. You don't know what people are going to do during a dunk contest. So You never know. You never know. I was at the dunk contest, and you'll appreciate this one. I was at the dunk contest. I'll see if you remember. The one where Gerald Green blew the, the cupcake out. It was in New Orleans. Yep. Gerald Green jumps, blows out the cupcake, yep. slams the dunk down, which is a crazy dunk. And if you're in the <laughs> arena, I think one thing people forget about with All-Star Weekend, if, if you're in the arena, sometimes, especially from the nosebleeds, which is what I could afford back in the day, uh, I still can't afford nothing but the nosebleeds. <laughs> I, I, I don't want the people to know that, though. I don't want them to know that. I can't say anything. I paid $700 <laughs> for my tickets for, the, oh, for the, the Buccaneers game. Oh, just for seeing them lose. At least it was saw, a good, exciting game. At least you saw Tom Brady's last game as a Buccaneer. Wow. Wow. Um, what a claim. Okay. Yeah, okay. You did. 
Uh, but, no, when you're in the arena, you can't really tell what happened. So, honestly, it looked like a normal dunk at first when he did it. We didn't know he had blew a candle out on a cupcake <laughs> on top of the rim. And to see it back, like, the first time we were just like, oh, nice dunk or whatever. But the second time when they replayed it on the Jumbotron and showed the blow, the place erupted, right? That's cool. That's the same year that yes. your guy, yes, Superman, Superman, Dwight Howard. With the cape. With the cape. With the cape. Came through and did his thing. And that was an impeccable dunk contest. So that was the last actual dunk contest I saw in person. And I, I love All-Star Weekend. I love everything about it. And I, I, I hope to go to another one soon. I was in Orlando when the Magic hosted the All-Star contest yeah. during high school. and. Okay, so you must have really – did you live it up? Did you? Wh- what events did you get to go to? I didn't really get to go to the events because I was still under 21. And I, w- I had a mm. – had a fake, but I didn't use it because I was like, it's so professional. It's so yeah, you didn't want to mess nothing up. Exactly. Wanna... I didn't want to get caught. Actually, I would have been very embarrassed at that moment. And it's hard to embarrass me. Yeah. But um, just the energy of surrounding the All-Star game, you know you're going to be in the presence of the best athletes, of some of the biggest celebrities. Yeah. And it's an environment that everybody... If you have, if your city is hosting the All-Star Game, you got to go. Enjoy it. And I'm, ga- I'm glad you said the words best athletes because that's where I need to get to today. That's where I need to get to today. Now, obviously, we know with the NBA All-Star Game, they've changed up the way that the voting process has been handled over the years due to you know making sure they weed out certain players. So instead of me getting straight into the rules of how players got there or whatnot, I'm just going to list off you the names that are named as the NBA All-Star Starters that was announced last night, 7 p.m., TNT. Uh, I'll give you a list of these names right here. From the Western Conference. Actually, I'll start with the Eastern Conference because all of them make sense. We have 12-time All-Star Kevin Durant from Brooklyn. You agree with that? Check, yes. Okay, All-Star Starter Kevin Durant. We have six-time All-Star Giannis Antetokounmpo. Beautiful. Reigning two-time MVP. He is the – well, not – I guess he didn't win the MVP last year, but he won – the finals MVP. He won the so finals, yes. Well-deserved. Joel Embiid, five-time All-Star, Sixers. Playing his tail off this season. Got you. So that's a check mark. Five-time All-Star DeMar DeRozan with the Bulls. Of course. Yes, yep. the Bulls are having a big big run this season. They had a couple. They look good this year. Yes, they do. And, it's, and he's the big you know, person that got brought in over the summer. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have two-time All-Star Trey Young starting at the point guard. Hey. Any problems there? No, of course not. Yeah. Solid. Solid yes. roster. Yes. Those are all-stars. Beautiful. Those are guys that we pay box ticket, box office money to go see. Yes. This, they, those are stars. Okay. They're celebrities. They're celebrities. You tune in to watch them. All right. So let's go to the Western Conference. The okay. top five guys, again, these are the guys voted in that will start the NBA All-Star game uh, coming up. And we don't know which team they'll be on yet because there's a draft, and that's why myself and Jeanette will – I'll tease ahead here. We're going to do a draft here of these All-Stars and see who has the better roster but before we get to that, I want to list off these Western Conference All-Stars we have here. Uh, four-time All-Star and reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. You good with that? Yes. Okay. Devin yes. Nuggets gets up. Even though I'm a little mad at him for what he did to Markeith Morris, the shove. Markeith hasn't been the same, but whatever. We'll get to it. Uh, eight-time All-Star, Steph Curry. Duh. Okay. It would have been more shocking if he didn't make it. Right, right. And we'll get to his teammate here. Uh, 18-time <laughs> All-Star, LeBron James. I don't agree 18. with it. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But 18, though? That's a lot. I, that's an, He's going to hit 20 in his career. It's easily. wild. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, and then you have two first-time All-Stars. One of them, Memphis Grizzlies point guard, John Morant. Not shocking in the running to be MVP. Right. He's doing a heck of a year, and the Grizzlies are top. They've been top four pretty much all year since yes. that slow start. And then we have first-time All-Star, former number one overall pick, Toronto's very own, Andrew Wiggins. 
Andrew Wiggins from uh, the Golden State Warriors. Of the Golden State Warriors fame. Of, I think he's like 24th in the Western Conference in scoring at 18 points per game. Good How defender. did he make it? So, I'm, I'm glad you asked because, honestly, he shouldn't have made it. He, he should no. not. Have, at the very most, he should be a all-star reserve that comes in maybe yes. an injury reserve. Yes. But for Andrew Wiggins to make it in the front court over Draymond Green, over Rudy Gobert, over oh, Booker. Oh, oh, and people say over Booker a little bit, but he, technically he's front court versus back court. Devin Booker uh, is a better player than him, yeah. Yes. So you have to look at the front court players. But so for fans out there who are wondering how did Andrew Wiggins make the All Star starters list? For fans out there wondering who Andrew Wiggins is, uh, <laughs> which is a fair question, very fair question. <laughs> um, the way it works out is, and you kind of have it up right here. So, the voting is three different groups. Fifty percent of the vote is fan voting, which mm-hmm. people have been doing through Twitter, or you can do it online on NBA.com or whatever. Whatever way you do it, they calculate all the all of the fan votes. Twenty-five percent goes to NBA players. The other twenty-five percent goes to media. Yes. One of my friends, Christian Whitfield at Chris Blast on Twitter. He he's the one that he he walked me through his All Star ballot, and this is his first year of voting in the All Star. He was very proud of that. How, how exciting! That's something. Congratulations yeah. to your friend. That's yeah. great. He's big time. So the fans voted Andrew Wiggins as the third highest voting vote getting player. But what fans are watching him like this? I think Have you walked around? Have you talked about the NBA and they're like, "Man, I love Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I love cheering for him." You've had that conversation. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. Never have I ever had that conversation. There's two factors that kind of play into it though. Uh, number 1, he's from Canada, so when you have a whole country supporting you, you know, sometimes that can bolster you up. Plus he's he has a reclamation story out of Golden State. And you know those wild fans out of, out of the Warriors fan base can kind of make anything happen. But super weird things. Uh, quickly, before we have to go to break here, I want to get your worst NBA All-Star since. Or Andrew Wiggins is the worst NBA All-Star since which player? I'm going to go with 2011 Yao Ming. 2011 Yao Ming. A, a good choice. What, why'd you pick out Yao Ming 2011? Why are you picking on the guy from, from China by way of Houston to the <laughs> NBA? So he, it was the season after he was out for having a foot injury, and he only came back to play for five games, averaged 10.2 points and 5.4 rebounds before leaving. Right. And the reserves, Tim Duncan right. and Blake Griffin. Right. Those guys should have been a starter. And that's part of the reason why they've taken fan voting and they've minimalized it and put some media and, and <laughs> yes. player voting. to. But the fan vote still has a huge percentage at 50%. Exactly. And 50% is the reason why Andrew Wiggins made it in. And, again, a part of Yao Ming making it was he had the whole country, the whole Republic of China. And it's a big country. Behind him. Right. So Wiggins making it this year, and, and my worst, I won't even spend too much time on him, is Chris Kamen from the Clippers in 2010. Uh, the Clippers were abysmal that year. They were tanking. Chris Kamen was getting points and rebounds because nobody else on the team uh, was equipped to do so, and he lucked his way into an all-star game there in 2010 for the Clippers. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had all of Canada vote for him, mm-hmm. and he also had the Warriors fan base, which is a very loyal. re-enthused and loyal fan base. Very so loyal. Wiggins had a big push from the fans, and he didn't get docked enough from players and coaches, so he made it into the All-Star. Even he was startled when he made the All-Star <laughs> yes. starting lineup. But I guess if you're him, enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy it, it, Mr. Wiggins. Enjoy it for sure. So we are going to draft our players, out of those 10 players we named, Morant, Wiggins, James, Curry, Jokic, Young, DeRozan, Embiid, and Tedekumpo, and Durant, myself and Jeanette, we are going to both draft those players 
after the break, and we'll see. Maybe we'll have Stone be the judge of who picked the best player. Who you want the first pick, or should I get it? Do I deserve it? You, ladies I think first. You, ladies, ladies first. first. We'll give you the first pick after the break um, and, and talking about that draft. Because we're going to give a prelude. Obviously, the two captains this year are LeBron James and Kevin Durant. They're going to do the actual draft for the All-Star teams once all the reserves are picked. But we'll do a prelude to one to see how it might play out. Uh, and, of course, we are still here at GameBridge LPGA at Boca Rio in Boca Raton, the second round of GameBridge LPGA being played out right now. We've already had one interview. We'll have several more throughout the show here on Ken LaVica Live as we're live through 2 o'clock. If you want to watch some of the action, they're live on the Golf Channel up until 2.30, coverage of GameBridge LPGA playing up until 2.30. So we will be on the scene here at GameBridge LPGA. But for Jeanette and Stone back in the studio, I'm Theo Dorsey, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Actually, it's Theo Dorsey. We are on the move, presented by Brightline at GameBridge LPGA at Boca Rio Golf Club for the second round of GameBridge LPGA. Jeanette Javier next to me, and we are joined by our special guest, Ryan O'Toole, who just got off of round two of the GameBridge LPGA. You've been on tour for uh, 10 years now, or actually this is your 11th year on tour for LPGA? Yeah, And And for you, I, I know that, you had one of those stories that you you finally broke through and got your first win on the tour last year on the Scottish Open. Uh, can you speak to what that moment was like getting that first win after you know getting so close to it so many times? Yeah, you know, we spent forever working you know hard for that first win, and I mean I can't believe it took that long to get it, but I'm glad it finally did. Uh, you know, just goes to show like if you keep pressing forward and keep working hard that you know, you can still achieve your your goals and your dreams. So I don't think. Uh, Age is just a number out here, and I'm still, I think, moving up. Right. Yes, Move, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> moving up for sure. I like to see that. You did a, a, a better job here on round two, it looks like, than uh, your first round. You went two under today. Or I'm trying to read this right. Yeah, you went two under today. You went even yesterday? Two under yesterday as well. Okay, two, yeah. two under yeah. back-to-back okay. days. So. How do you like the course out here? And is this your first time playing it, or you've been at the game? Uh, no, we played here two years ago. Um, so now that they brought it back, yeah, it's a great track. You know, it's, it, you know, demanding off the tee it's longer the greens are soft so irons are very receptive right now so there's a lot of birdie opportunity um if i can figure out how to read west Co- or east coast greens i'd be better you know <laughs> definitely a little grainier than i'm used to uh, they're on the slower side so that grain is very influential right now but uh i think i'm figuring it out more and more and so i figured just stay patient and allow it to come Right, you, you mentioned the West Coast thing. You're from yeah. Orange County. Jeanette, uh, I'm sorry. She she yeah. is. She told us before we got on here she's an L.A. Rams fan. I know. H- how I does know. that feel to be sitting so close to the person that sent you to your demise? There? I moved a little to the left. <laughs> she's sitting on my right. I moved. I scooted over a bit. It's still, I'm still very heartbroken. Yep, yep, yep. And they put up a good fight, you know. I, I was definitely stressed in the last minute, you know, of the game. I was like, oh, man, are they going to lose it coming down the stretch here? Like, this can't be happening. So uh, they held on. For you, I mean, like I said, being in L.A., you have so many different choices with the NFL teams that have sprinkled in and out of there as well as the other kind of interests you can be in. So are you a Rams fan from the jump, or where did the Rams fandom start for you? Uh, you know, I grew up with my family being Rams fan, you know, relatives, all that. We were all Rams fans. So before they moved uh, to St. Louis, you know, it kind of just stuck. I feel like L.A. is just – they're Rams fans. It's like same thing. Like you ask L.A. what their basketball team is, they're going to say Lakers. Yeah, we got the Clippers, but – Come on, you're a Laker fan. You're, a Laker fan. you're LA, you're a Laker fan. Uh, sorry, Clippers. But, um, you know, I know we have um, 
the Chargers now and stuff, but it's, it's just hard. I think you just can't take the the Rams out of the LA people. So even though when they went to St. Louis, I think everyone's still you know rooted for the Rams. Of course. Do you want to make a prediction for Sunday's game? Oh man, am I gonna jinx myself? I mean, I'll tell you. Like, I mean, I'm going Rams all the way. So against the 49ers, I think I just think after the Rams performed last weekend, you know, against Tampa and against Brady. I felt like if they can beat them, then I think they got a, a clear way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's you can't count Brady out ever, and clearly we saw that in the game. I <laughs> Man. Mean, he's right just, at the he's heart. So, oh. He's solid. <laughs> so, you know, I think for Matthew to step up and do what he did, I, I mean, the, the kid's got a great arm, like yeah. let's be honest. Yes. So, And our defense is good, so I don't think we're lacking too many pieces. Mm-hmm. Of course, Ryan O'Toole here mm-hmm. just stepped off the course for round two of Gamebridge LPGA. Uh, my question for you is, we talked about earlier how mental the game can be. Sean McVay is almost like little brother to Kyle Shanahan, who's over there for the 49ers. For you, even in golf, uh, do you think that at that level, is there no he's in my head thing? Because he's lost to Kyle Shanahan six times in a row here, and people have been talking to him about it. He's heard enough about it. For you, even in golf, being a professional golfer, do you feel there's a mental block for some people that you know going up against maybe this other golfer, like, oh, I'm a little nervous? Pseudo to what they say about Tiger Woods when he's wearing the yeah. red polo on yeah, Sundays, no, you know? I mean, I mean, yeah, okay, so say he's lost six times, but, I mean, that's, like, same thing. Like, you're going up the greatest there ever was in, you know, of quarterbacks, you know, TV, and he, he stood up. Yeah. So I, I just think he, I think people aren't giving him enough mental credit, uh, you know. I mean, it's tough. Being an athlete, sometimes you never know what's going to show up. You know, you try your best to be prepared and to be ready. And I mean, it's just one of those games. And as a golfer, and I think anybody that's played golf is it's very mental out there. And, um, you know, every day feels different. Some days it's grooving and some days you're like, where I I can't even find it. Like (laughs) you tell me name left and it's going right. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Where'd this come from? Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, it's like, there's courses that we play on tour and there's some that we just, I'm like, ugh, this doesn't set up for me. And I could say that year in, year in. And then eventually you figure it out. Eventually you figure out, you know, the strategy around it or how, you know, why doesn't it, hasn't it been working. So hopefully, you know, he's done his homework and he's figured out, you know, why did I lose the last six times? I mean, luckily he's got a team. It's not just him. So hopefully they're all prepped and ready. And maybe, you know, sometimes that underdog is a good position to be. I mean, we saw with Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. I, I didn't see that coming, but at the same time, I thought, you know what, it, it definitely could happen. You know, I think that team wanted it more, and maybe, you know, we'll see what team wants it more. Of course, of course. I know for you here in the Gamebridge LPGA, you're in position here to easily make the cut going into the weekend. Uh, I always wondered this, too, from golfers. I mean, you obviously, you obviously have to plan as a competitor to be staying through the weekend, but what does happen if you do miss the cut on that Friday for people that aren't oh. from the area, do you – did you are, did you only have two hotel rooms booked, or how does it kind of work out? I mean, uh, no, you're booked. I mean, now I mean we have an event next week in Fort Myers, so you know I think most girls are either going to stay here or start heading you know over there. But yeah. you know tomorrow's cold, so I feel like a lot of people that are missing the cut <laughs> are taking the day off. I mean, I, I knew if I did, that's what I would be doing. Um, but you know, yeah, you got a sweater it, just, on even today. I, you know what? I'm sweating sitting right here. It feels really good. I'm just going to take it in <laughs> yeah. while I can. This is my last moments of warmth before of I freeze. But, you know, if we have off weeks, like say we didn't have anything next week, I mean, I'd change my flight, go home mm-hmm. kind of yeah. thing. So it just all depends on what comes next. But typically if we have another event, girls stick around, practice, get ready, take a day off, and then get prepped for the next week. So, you know, missing the cuts never something you want. It's pretty sour. Yeah. I usually want to get out of this area just because it's just – you're frustrated. Do you have any like pre what 
pre like pregame routines do you have to um. get? And mentally in the Outside game. of the hedge fund studying that yes, you did. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For a fun fact no, uh, no. here, it says that Ryan, Miss O'Toole, would be a hedge fund investor if she was not a professional golfer. Yeah, yeah. outside of that, what are some of the things? <laughs> I think that if I wasn't, like, so focused on golf, yes, I would have, like, maybe focused a little more in school. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that still has that competitive edge that I just, you know, love. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I mean, it's interesting. We all kind of know, like, if my tea time's at 9 o'clock, I know i got to be up at 6. I, you just know you got three hours. You know what you're going to do. You're going to get up. Um, I don't drink coffee before turn around, so I have my jasmine tea that I have every morning. What? Yeah, you don't I mean, drink it's coffee? Ran- I can't. I, I mean, I want to make putts. I don't want to not feel my hands. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you know, true. Like, You'll be all jittery up yeah, there. Exactly. Come on. You know, <laughs> juices are already flowing. I don't need more. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I feel like my caddy would have to, like, tie a leash to me and be like, what is wrong with you? Right, <laughs> right. Slow yeah. down. Yeah, slow down. Um, well. Right here. It's 125 here. <laughs> like, yeah. No, we got to keep going. Go, 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 go. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, but between that, we have that, and, you know, we stretch, we warm up, um, especially on a morning round. You don't, we don't do a gym session, but we'll do, like, you know, dynamic warm up and stuff like that. Get the body moving. Um but if it's a, say, afternoon round, then, yeah, you can do, like, a light workout in the gym, stuff like that. You kind of just have to really gauge your body, see what it's feeling in the morning, what areas are tight, what needs to be, you know, loosened up. So some some girls are very particular to their routine and very, you know, strict about it. I, I'm i a little more mellow just so I don't get so wound tight. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, I know you, you wanted to run off and get some food. First oh, off, good. leave some for us because the food here at Gambridge LPGA is, like, it's amazing. The spread looks great. Spectacular. It's, it's fabulous. It is, they do a very good job. I'm getting fed very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, good luck through, through the weekend. Good luck to your Rams on Sunday. I have a prediction that they're going to blow the 49ers out, so we're on the same page here. I like that. I like that. Okay, yeah. I'm taking that to heart when I look at the spread. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much again. Ryan O'Toole uh, just stepped off the course right now, tied for 17. Uh, we'll be rooting for you through the weekend. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Jeanette, I'm sorry to do that to you again. I'm sorry as we as we uh, send her off. I'm sorry to do that to you. Just to pour more Rams uh, hate on you. I know it, she got a whole year to celebrate those books. The has not left me. I'm waiting to go sleep soundly at night knowing yeah. what I witnessed yeah. last Sunday at this game. Uh-huh. Tom Brady's last game. I went to the, I went to the Tampa Bay game the weekend oh. before. You went to the game the weekend before? Oh, yeah. I went to yeah. the game the weekend before. Oh, also, you watched them beat the Eagles. Yeah, I watched them do a beat down on yeah. the Eagles. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, the Eagles did not show up. Let's just say that. Right. Like, that was the like, game that gave me the confidence to yeah. buy the tickets versus the Rams. Oh, so yeah. That so, was. yeah, I was there for that game. And I was like, to be honest, it was kind of a boring game. I'm like, come on, Eagles. Uh, let's put yeah. a little fight up. Like, yeah. It's like reeling in a minnow. <laughs> and you had me. I was playing a game. I know yeah. uh, I was like, playing a game with my friends watching the game. We do something where we like to take a shot every time the Buccaneers would score or something. Oh, boy. Oh, for the Eagles game? Yeah, for the Eagles game. There was a moment where we were like, we have to readdress the rules and the regulations of what we're setting forth. Is it a field goal or is it a touchdown? (laughs) Right. Is it an extra point? Now, imagine doing that for that Bills Chiefs game. Because you oh, probably would have been yeah. decent the whole game, and then you get really drunk the last two minutes. The last two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I could not believe that. Yeah. Like 13 seconds to go. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> yes. You think it's over. Yes. You think it's really over I was like, with. Bills are going to go. Bills are going to go. Yeah. I have to say, if the Tampa Bay won, I felt like it was going to be like a Tampa Bay Chiefs rematch. Like I was just seeing it, envisioning it. That would have been a great headline, too. But, you know, now, now, now Tampa Bay's not in it. 
Yeah, they yeah. missed out. Yep. They missed out. It's okay. You need some new blood here. You need some new blood here on the NFL landscape. We've got enough That's of Tom Brady, of Aaron Rodgers. It's like we're, we're witnessing the new set of quarterbacks coming maybe, into the NFL. Hey, maybe him losing makes him, you know, entices that, okay, maybe one more year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he won again, I think for sure he'd be like, okay, I'm done. You know, see you later. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. That's not something I'm ready for, at least from the book. He has one more year in his contract. He's I done. think Tom Brady, it's one more year forever. That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. He'll play at least 50. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, just one more. You never know. As a professional athlete, how, how much – you can't really think about the end, though, right, because you have to be preparing for that next season. So, like, it's is that – It's really hard to think about the end, you know. It's – I mean, it's hard. It's definitely one of those, like – I feel like you just would go until your body's ran into the ground. Yeah. Yeah, so I get it, and he's the kind of maniac that I can see doing that. You know, yep. I, he's not gonna get off that field until they cart him off. But <laughs> I think he had a little cardiac arrest after what the Rams did to him. Well, like even in the Eagles game, I'm it. surprised they kept him in. I was like, yeah. we don't need to be in anymore. Like, take him out. They probably he probably said, nope, nope. I'm staying yeah. in here. <laughs> <laughs> don't get injured. We will win. Yeah, actually, yeah. get injured, get injured. Yeah, man, man, man. Ryan O'Toole, thank you so much for joining us again. And and uh, you you know your tea time. I guess you won't know your tea times for the weekend until after they uh everything up but i know right now you're in a good position to be it'll be sometime uh in the cold right sometime in the cold yeah. uh the sweater in the weekend. jacket this freezing weekend. in the freezing 34 degrees but i get to bust up my peacoat finally yeah i haven't worn my peacoat all season yeah once a year, yeah, exactly. <laughs> once, a year. once a year i'm gonna be stunting out there where's the yeah. uggers in the peacoat once a year <laughs> exactly so it is in arizona where i live now it's like you know oh those are really cute boots and that's a really cute you know peacoat yeah, I get to wear it when I go to New York. Right, <laughs> exactly. Right. Like Colorado, but that's about it. <laughs> Look, and you instantly want to pull it out. When you get there, you instantly are. I'm, I'm bringing a yeah. peacoat out. I'm going button. Yeah. I'm, I'm going it. extra, super extra with my peacoat. You bet. Yeah. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. We, we can't well, wait I'll to see I'll be looking that. for it. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more NBA All-Star. I know Jeanette and I were supposed to. Thank you again, Ryan O'Toole. Thank you so Thank much. You. And enjoy that meal. Enjoy that meal. We'll come and get something. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk more NBA All-Star Weekend. Jeanette and I are going to draft our players, our top five, from each of the two All-Star rosters that were picked. The five starters were named for each conference. We'll draft them. We'll see what Stone thinks is the best here. But for now, we're at Gamebridge LPGA at Boca Rio Golf Club in Boca Raton as round two of Gamebridge LPGA is wrapping up. For Jeanette Javier, I'm Theo Dorsey Stone in the studio, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. The South Florida Fair is here through January 30th in West Palm Beach. All your favorites are back. Fried Oreos, live animals, rides, music, and so much more. The theme this year, rockin' robots. Robots are everywhere at the fair, even in the Daily Parade. Meet Max Power and Rocket the Robots to learn about the battle bots that you've seen on TV. Fair tickets are on sale at SouthFloridaFair.com and at Publix. $2 Tuesdays are back. Admission, food bites, and rides, all just for $2 each. Enjoy free park and ride from the mall at Wellington Green every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday of the fair. The fair is open now, of course, and it's through January 30th. Get a full schedule of events at SouthFloridaFair.com, including the famous pig races sponsored by Deportes Radio 760. It's Theo Dorsey and Jeanette Javier. We got Stone Labanowitz back in the studio, and we are really, I would say, we're doing a takeover, a Friday yes. afternoon takeover. Yes of Ken LaVica Live, and that's what we love here. We are at Gamebridge LPGA at Boca Rio. We are on the move, presented by Brightline, and 
I love being on scene. I love being remote at places because you get to interact with some of the fans. You get to also, for us, we've been interviewing and meeting these professional athletes off the LPGA Tour, Ryan O'Toole. Uh, who just got done speaking with us. She got to rub in that Rams win over the Buccaneers over Jeanette. You keep bringing it up. It was a Look great – I, I mean, she's the one that wanted to talk Rams-Bucks. I mean, I, you know, just I'm just doing what the people ask. And not over it. Please stop. The heartbreak must end soon. I know. It should. It should. And maybe it will. But then again, if Tom Brady never suits up for the Bucks again, that'll be our last wow. memory of TB12 wow. in Tampa. Tampa Tom, all those cute nicknames you had for him. Tampa Tom. Tampa Tom, whatever. Tampa Bay. Uh, see you later. That's all I know. He's done. He's retiring. Uh, uh, championship Sunday for the NFL coming up um, in just a couple days. We have Bengals Chiefs, and then we have 49ers Rams, all for a date in L.A. to play for the Super Bowl this year. Dude, I don't even know what Super Bowl number we're on right now, Jeanette, honestly. Like, I always forget that. The Roman numerals thing used to throw me off. What is it, Super Bowl 78 now, 63, 55? It doesn't matter. What, are we looking it up here? What are we going to yes. get? Uh, Super Bowl LV1, great, because I can read. No, <laughs> is it 56? Super Bowl 56. All right, Super Bowl 56 in SoFi Stadium, whatever. <laughs> it, I get sick of the Roman numeral thing. Like, what? we're not even – we're English. Like, I, I don't – I can't – it's it looks whatever. classy, though. It looks it is nice and it very nice. elegant. I got I to admit, it does look nice. I get uh -huh. it. I get why they do it. Uh, what I don't get why they do is let guys like Andrew Wiggins start the NBA All-Star <laughs> game just because fans voted him in. And I know, Jeanette, you had this nice tidbit of what could have got, brought him over the top. But at the end of the day, he had the third most fan votes of anybody in the NBA. And he's like... 20th or 25th in the Western Conference in scoring. Andrew Wiggins, one of the 10 starters named for the NBA. And what, what's this he got right here? It, well, Brian McLovin Rowett, yeah. who you work very closely with on the TV side, he sent us a tweet that said, quote, if you're wondering how Andrew Wiggins became an NBA All-Star, the answer genuinely might be a K-pop star named Bam Bam, who the Warriors very strategically named their global, global ambassador, ambassador last wow. month, end quote. That's impressive. That's impressive. Well, I know that I am. Uh, we're doing. I'm sorry, Miss. I know that that's a thing that Andrew Wiggins might have been able to to set up for himself. But um, I know that for sure, Andrew Wiggins, even with that, doesn't deserve to possibly be a starter in the All Star game. That's no. that is what it is. But what, we'll, what we will do is we're going to assume Andrew Wiggins will be the last pick. But we're going to hear on ESPN 106.3 on Ken Levick Live, presented by FAU NBA Sports Management Program. We are going to draft the 10 starters that were named from the okay, NBA okay, All-Star okay, process. Okay. I'll play the role of, do you want to be Durant or or LeBron? Oh, tough question. I'm team LeBron. You could be team Durant. Okay, you do that. And you'll go first. You'll be able to go first. So are we going to do it snake style? Like if you go first, do I get to do pick two picks in a row or we just go back and forth? Back and forth. All right, back and forth it is. We're going to be team LeBron over here on this side. Your team Durant. I have more rings. You have a better jump shot. I don't know. And we can start. I got more drama. You do have more drama. And people call a you a petty. snake um, So <laughs> we'll start again. I'll give out the, the list of the names. And Stone, you'll be the judge of who has the best all-star team between myself, or at least starting lineup between myself and Jeanette. On the Western Conference side, we have John Morant, Andrew Wiggins, LeBron James, Stephen Curry, and Nikola Jokic. On the Eastern Conference side, we have Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, and Ice Trey Young. Uh, Jeanette, Javier, representing Team Durant with the first pick in the ESPN West Palm. 
all-star mm-hmm. draft mm-hmm. for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Who do you mm-hmm. pick? Stephen Curry. Wow. I'm going Curry. Okay, you're going Steph. Yes. I like that pick. Why, why Steph mean, first? Because he's, he's clutch. You can always count on him. Okay. All right. That's cool. You know who I think is clutch and you can always count on? Who? Giannis Antetokounmpo, okay. the reigning finals MVP, the guy who not only took the league by the storm over the past three years, he got two MVPs, finals MVP, won the championship on one leg, 50 points, 14 rebounds. The dude is sick. He's the star of my team, my starter. Okay. Well, then. And also, let's let's just mention, I already have LeBron since I'm team LeBron. You of already course, have I already have Durant, yeah, so of course. I know this. Those guys are off the board. So then I'm going to – I don't know if this one's going to shock you or not, but I'm going to go with – actually, it shouldn't shock you so much. I'm going to go with John Moran. I'm going to go with another solid shooter. Wow. Potential MVP of the game wow. this season. You're going with the new blood. First yes. time all-star John Morant. Yes. He's Potential a gunner. MVP. He, he is somebody you are watching this season. Okay. I like that. That's not a bad pick. It's a little early for John for my taste. I figured. And I'm going to go with the guy who is the reigning MVP of the league, the big man, the guy from Serbia. He can pass it all over the court, Nikola Jokic, and he can shoot the thing, and he can, he can back you into the post, and his big brothers might beat you up. I'll take Jokic. Oh, my gosh. I'm part of that. I have a family like that, too. Yeah. Don't cross my sister. Don't cross my I'll, sister. I'll try not I to. I feel that. I'll look out I f- for her. I feel that, everybody. You know, I would defend <laughs> my brother, too. Absolutely. Okay, of course. All right, so, so far I have LeBron, Giannis, and Jokic. You have Durant, Curry, and John Morant. Who is pick number four for Team Durant, re- represented by Jeanette Javier? So I need a big guy now. You I do. I need a big guy. And I, for some reason, trust this player. I would trust him on my team, absolutely, because he delivers – for the 76ers. He holds that team up. Ben Simmons. You're going with Ben Simmons. Oh, my gosh, yes. Shocking pick from Jeanette. She's Not even an all-star <laughs> from, from left field. I'm going with Joel Embiid. That is great pick. That's a great pick. Okay, so Jeanette's got Durant Curry. as Tyree Smith from TV side. He just pulls up here to sit down and listen to our all-star draft. Jeanette has Durant Curry, Ja, Embiid. And with that, I, I think you're forcing my hand here. Um. Uh, Who's left? We have Trey. DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young, and Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins, who will be the last pick, so I guess he's on my team. Um, <laughs> I wanted to do a snake draft for that very reason. <laughs> um, okay, so between DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young, and John Morant, I think I need myself a point guard, a guy that can dribble, shoot, you know what I'm saying, facilitate a little bit going. around Giannis I and see. LBJ and my boy Jokic. I'll get Ice Trey. Trey Young, let's get it. Then so I that think leaves my you next with, choice is pretty obvious. Okay. That leaves you with DeMar DeRozan. Yes. And then I'll take Andrew Wiggins. I'll mm-hmm. take I'll be stuck with Andrew Wiggins, but I have some good talent around him. So we'll we'll recap our two rosters right here. And Stone, you be the judge of uh, you know, wh- whose team would win in this all-star scenario. I have LeBron James, the GOAT, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning finals champion, Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, Trey Young, really good guy. Andrew Wiggins, he's from Canada. And then <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette, Jeanette, you have, you can list off yours. You have to give your own accolades. I'm not giving you any kind of. Kevin Durant. I'm Team Durant. Snake. He, he's just as petty as I am, so I feel at one with him. Team Durant, okay. Joel Embiid, very emotional, tough player, holding the 76ers up right now. Mm. John Morant, potential MVP of the season. Mm. Stephen Curry, enough said point blank. Do I even need to defend that pick? No. And then DeMar DeRozan, guy who's but lights out for the Bulls this season. 
All right. I'm very confident in my team. You're out confident. Here. Okay, so Jeanette's confident in her team. I'm confident in my team of, of stars. Uh, back in the studio, Stone, Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Can you be the judge, the guy to the side? Put the gavel down. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, slam it. Who has the better team? And don't be shy to say me. No, I mean, it was tough, to be honest. And Jeanette had no size early on until she went in B. But here's what happened. Jeanette's got the spring chickens. Theo's rocking with the old heads. I know Trey and Andrew Wiggins are young, but Ja, Damar, and Steph, and, and KD and Joel Embiid are just going to wear you out for 60 minutes. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to go Jeanette's team. I think Let's they're younger. Go. They're younger. They're more athletic. They're more springy. And more as, athletic. As, I have Giannis. As far as you know, making Come the fans. Bitch. As far as making the fans happy and satisfying them. That team's going to do it. I mean, I, I, my personal vote is DeMar DeRozan wins the MVP because they're going to wow. let him win the MVP. I just think wow. there's, there's, there's too much uh, firepower. There's too much. Uh, Jeanette's team's a Glock. And wow. your team's a, I don't know. Now, I don't know. Here's my question, Stone. Is it because I have Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> no. I think, <laughs> I think it's because I have Andrew Wiggins. No, I mean, if, if anything, I was going to defend Andrew Wiggins when you guys got on his case. I mean, he's scoring 20 points a game. They're 36 18. and 18. They're, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA right now. And, and he, if anybody, is Steph Curry's sidekick as it stands. Um, so not Draymond Green. So, no, I mean, he, I mean, he's in and out of the lineup, and he's got a lot of injuries, hasn't played the last eight games. Andrew Wiggins is a star, man. They were laughing at him yesterday, and he went out and delivered, scored 20 points. And, but, like, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Luka. Most definitely snubbed. Uh, yeah, they, but, but they're not front court players is the problem there. That's the, you got to look at Rudy Gobert or Draymond Green as the guys that should have probably got in over him. Draymond Green is better than Andrew Wiggins. He's more integral to the Warriors' operation. No doubt but, about it. But I'll go Jeanette's team. Jeanette's team's going to win the All-Star Game versus your team, Theo. There's no doubt about it. That's whatever. Take the L. Take the dub. I'm I, out here. Out here. I'm not quite sure about that. We'll have to get a recount. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have stopped the count when he said that you didn't have enough size. I don't want to stop the count. <laughs> um, no, so we are we are taking over at Ken Levick Alive, running it right into the ground here uh, out at GameBridge LPGA at Boca Rio. We have a, a big flock of people out here now uh, in the grounds. We it is Friday. Friday afternoon. Afternoon. It is beautiful outside. What better place to come out and enjoy this lovely Florida afternoon? Yeah, then GameBridge LPGA. We've had uh, a few athletes sit down with us and talk some golf with us. We have people out here enjoying the, uh, the drinks and the fine weather here at Boca Rio. And this is a great golf course. I was able to actually walk it yesterday. Uh, was that even yesterday? My days are running together. I believe it was yesterday I was able to walk the course. And I actually got a chance. I don't know. Did you know about this, Jeanette? Yeah, I don't remember think when, so. Remember last, uh, you know, not when was it, a little minute ago, actually, at this point, I was able to go walk the course in Caddy for Rocco Mediate. Yes. On the Champions Tour. Yes, and you did the r racing with the golf carts. Yeah, we did all kind of fun and, stuff. And you won. I did win. You beat an F1 racer. Yeah, I did beat an F1 racer. I was on fire that day. I wasn't just caddying. I was taking over the world one race at a time. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, sky's but, the limit, Theo. But even more so, what I enjoyed because Rocco was a little was a little uh, he was a little mean to us. He was a nice guy. He was great, but he was he was cracking a lot of jokes. He was getting them off quicker than me. He had he has more experience than I do in that realm. Uh, but we had a more pleasant time here at Gamebridge LPGA. It was actually on Tuesday for the pro am 
I, I got the wonderful chance to caddy for Brittany Lincecum, who is not just a two-time major champion, an eight-time LPGA Tour uh, Tour Tournament winner, and also she is golfing in this tournament today. It looks like she's going to make the cut and make it into the weekend here. Um, she's known, Jeanette, for having like one of the longest drives on the LPGA Tour. Okay. I saw that up up close in person um, and? yesterday and? a few times. Uh-huh. It's like that. The power. The power she has in that driver. She also her she has a dog named Dexter, right? Love it. And that dog, she has like a replica of him. I forgot what kind of dog it was, but it was like a furry, it was like a dark brown. That does a, cho- a chocolate lab. A chocolate it lab. It was a chocolate okay. lab. Tyree Smith is giving me the, the, the nod of approval here. Well, let's go back to the fact that you said uh, it was a dog and it was furry. It was not fr- very. It doesn't not really bring down the type of dog look, it can be. Look, I am a dog. <laughs> I'm not a dog guy. You see what I'm saying? Okay. I am a dog, just not a dog guy. Okay. So I, okay. It's hard for me to kind of pick through and see. But no, so she had, you know how people put the club heads on yes she had a replica it looks like her dog and it was called dexter so she has dexter the driver oh she pulls the big dog slipper thing off of the you know the club head thing off the of her driver and she smacks things out of the park and she was a pleasant now we're going to actually have the full story from uh myself i actually learned how to caddy for her from her caddy beforehand so we're okay. gonna we're gonna have that full story tonight on WPTV and WFLX Fox Twenty Nine um, by way of ESPN One Hundred Six Three. So that'll be fun. Tyree is looking like it's not gonna happen. It is gonna happen. I'm putting that story together today. This these kind of experiences for me mm-hmm. are are one of the more enjoyable parts because you get to not just walk with a professional athlete who knows the game so well and can kind of teach you little things that might even help you when you're, you're you, know, you know, I'm trying to golf right now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to get better. But also you get to kind of see them behind what it all is when they're actually zoned in and playing an actual tournament. Like it was the pro-am. She was able to have fun. Game. Yeah. It was pretty cool. What was the most exciting thing about she hit, being part of it? She hit this putt. She hit this putt and we'll have it on TV tonight. She hit this putt that was pretty solid. It was like at least about 15 or so feet out. And, you know, when you're doing those pro-ams, uh, you're playing with four or five different amateurs, usually like four other amateurs. And her group was herself and four amateurs, and they all lined up and tried to hit the putt first. She watched the way the ball rolled on the green. She kind of scoped it out. I was her caddy, so I was able to also do a little reading of the greens, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I actually I was terrible. I was just asking her caddy. What it was. Her caddy, Missy Peterson. Hey, Theo, can I ask you a question? Oh, yeah. wait, give me a second. Hold on, I got to ask this caddy over here. The, the real caddy. And she was telling me what to tell her, and we, we walked it through. But she nailed this 15-foot putt uh, that was beautiful that we got on camera. So uh, it was a great day. It was a great day um, to see what was going to be uh, – to, to kind of get a prelude of what's going to happen here as we enter the weekend at Gamebridge LPGA. And I want to make sure we do know one thing for sure, Jeanette. When you're lining up to go into one of these tournaments and you're doing these pro-ams and you're doing the charity events ahead of time, like these athletes and these golfers do have to stay kind of laser-focused in on what the goal is, and that's actually trying to get a win in this tournament. Like, it's nice that we've had them be able to come and sit and do interviews with us, but they're focused on a, a, a greater goal at hand right now. That and the you see them when they come outside and put the club in the hand. They're focused, the intensity, sizing up the green, sizing up the course, and they're definitely they're definitely in it right now. Yeah, they're in it. They're zoned in. They're zoned in. Even when they're able to talk some NFL with us, they're zoned in and able to do more than just that. Maybe able to do more than just that on the golf course here. Uh, so 
we already gave our predictions for what, I th- what we think the wildest thing will be in the NFC and AFC Championship weekend. Can you give me what your actual Super Bowl prediction will be? So you got to give me the winner from the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship and who you think will come out on top for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be Joe Burrow versus Matthew Stafford. Joe Burrow, despite the fact that it is the second year in the NFL, he has come out. He has proven himself that he is a leader. He can lead an offense and that he knows how to direct whoever is on the field. He, him yeah. and Jamar Chase, him and Chase. Are, a, are a threat together. But you Nobody gotta, can stop them. But you know, you know what? And... I'm not. A, I, I, your Bengals take is a little strong for me. I know. I can tell. <laughs> your Bengals take is a little strong for me. I, I'm not so much as a believer in the Bengals as you are. They have a high-powered offense. They have a terrible offensive line. Is he going to be able to get the ball out to Jamar Chase with Melvin Ingram and Chris Jones running and staring <laughs> down his face? Yeah, but there's no Tyron Matthew. So if there's no Tyron Matthew, yeah. there's a chance. The back end is a little bit hobbled. The back end of that defense is a little bit hobbled. But I don't know. We will see. What we do think will happen is I have the Rams blowing out the – uh, 49ers, and you have the Bengals edging out the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium. Again, the Bengals Chiefs the first game at 3 o'clock on CBS and second game we have 49ers at Rams, a 6.30 kick on Fox. Both of them should provide a lot of excitement. Nothing coming close to what we got from the divisional round of the NFL, which many would say, again, the best weekend in all of the NFL that I've ever watched and except for you as a Bucks fan who had to watch Brady lose okay, for the last of time. Course, of course. How well, many, I'm going to keep count now. We have about 20 minutes left yeah. at, this be- at this beautiful scene right now, the Game Bridge uh, LPGA. I'm going to count how many times you bring up that to- the, the Bucks loss that Tom Brady's done. Yeah, I, I, wanna, I didn't know that I was – after the Bucks game, I didn't know I was going to be able to have a time to have your attention for two straight hours. Then they told me that I'll be doing Ken Levick Alive, presented by FAU NBA Sports Management Program, at GameBridge LPGA next to the one and only Jeanette Javier, who is an avid Bucks fan. And I said, you know what? She oh. went to that game. What, what, what is it, Raymond James? Is it still Raymond, Raymond James? Raymond James Stadium, yes. Okay, you were in Raymond James Stadium. You got to watch Tom Brady hang it up for good. And uh, to me, that honestly, it should be an honor for you. So you should be happy. It was it was an honor to be there. However, I don't like the fact that we got people like you yeah. who need to keep bringing this up. Me, it was such a beautiful experience to be there. And then you come out and you're like, no, it's a beautiful experience that you got to witness Tom Brady lose and his last game. Right. Why you turn it into such a negative, I don't know. Why people like you are out there, I don't know. Let well, me enjoy the fact that I was at the game. Thank you very much. Right. Well, okay, then I'll, I'll make sure I, I, I keep that in mind as we move forward here. We have more interviews to come. We have more players to talk to, including possibly the executive director of Gambridge LPGA. Again, we're at Boca Rio in Boca Raton for the second round of Gamebridge LPGA. And we're on the move presented by Brightline here on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. We are on the move presented by Brightline. We are at Gamebridge LPGA at Boca Rio Golf Club. It's Theo Dorsey. Filling in for Ken Lavica and Jeanette Javier. We are just basking in this great weather that we have here. As round two wraps up, we've had golfers coming off the course. Lots of smiles on faces. Lots of drinks in the hands of the fans who are just, again, enjoying this nice Florida weather on the floor, a Friday afternoon. How could you not enjoy this beautiful, like, 
day at this wonderful event. The drinks are flowing. The people are in their Friday mood, ready for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they'll be here over the weekend. Hopefully they will be here over the this weekend. Is perfect. Hopefully they make the cut. We started with 120. They'll cut it down to the top 70 for the weekend. Right now we have Lydia Ko leading still. She's 11 under. She has a three-shot lead on the next closest person to her. And she actually had a 63 of 9 under yesterday. She had, she was one off the course record for the opening round of Gamebridge LPGA. So she is, um, as they would say in the biz, going low. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we learned that from Cyrus Whitting, uh, resident Chiefs fan. He taught us that one. She's going low. And today. just to make sure, he's a Chiefs fan because he's actually from Kansas. Yeah. He's not a bandwagoner. Yeah, yeah. Tyree, Tyree, uh, Tyree Smith of, uh, you know, the TV side, WPTV, WFLX, Fox 29. He tries to one-up my guy Cyrus, asking him why he's a Chiefs fan, as if Cyrus is some kind of bandwagoner. He's like, hey, wh why are you a Chiefs fan? Cyrus is like, uh, I'm from Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> so casual like that, too. Yeah, like, End of conversation. Isn't that always embarrassing, though? Yeah, yeah, it's always. When you come out a fan and you're like, you're, you know, you're not like an Evan Cohen who's actually, who's not from Boston right. or he's anything. A, he's a Tom Brady uh, lover, a bandwagoner. And that's why he's a patriot. You can go at that type of fan, but yeah. when you're like, poor Cyrus, who's actually from Kansas, yeah. is probably getting all this hate. Oh, right. you're just the Patrick Mahomes bandwagoner. He's prepared. He's prepared for it. He's not worried. He said his grandpa has tickets to the Chiefs game before they were even at Arrowhead Stadium. So so he's grandfathered in, no pun intended. Hey, Jeanette, uh, why don't, Jeanette, why don't you go ahead and explain your uh, Bucks fandom? And uh, it's uh, ties from your born, being born and raised in Tampa Bay. Well, it's the closest team to Orlando where I was raised. That's fair. That's fair, Stone. And that's a, Orlando doesn't have a football team. They don't have team. a football team. The uh, Dolphins are four, hour, four and a half hours away. Tampa is only an hour away. Do you have any other further questions? Jacksonville is five. That's fair. That's fair, kind of. Thank you. So you just got him the same way Cyrus just got Tyree. This is like Give me incredible. a high five, Cyrus. This Give me a high five. This is incredible stuff going on here. Thank I thought you. we were here to watch Gamebridge LPG. I thought we were here to watch some golf, be, have some decorum, be nice to each other, where everybody's just getting shots taken at them. Next. Uh, this is getting quite <laughs> incredible. I love it. I love this, uh, this kind of showing. Uh, again, we have some of the world's best, including the world number one and defending champion, Nelly Corda. She's the defending champion. Her sister, Jessica Corda, who is a Jupiter resident, also in the field today. Uh, so through the weekend, lots of great athletes, players, and the best stars of LPGA are here at Boca Rio for Gamebridge LPGA. Jeanette, um, you are the self-appointed queen of petty, right? Yes, absolutely. That's what you do. Self-appointed. I think I've proven myself. You've proven yourself. You've actually you qualify pretty strongly in the in the realm of being petty. I think if you go around the studio and ask who the pettiest person is, my name is definitely in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's got to come up. It's got to come up. I can think of other names like uh, guys like Ken Levicka. He's there. Josh Cohen can be oh, a little he... petty, a little nasty sometimes. But you're right up there. Thank you. Yeah, you're on the Mount Rushmore of petty at ESPN West Palm. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know who's on the Mount Rushmore of petty in the NBA? Who? Easily Joel Embiid. <laughs> Easily Philadelphia 76ers superstar center Joel Embiid, who uh, last night had a moment, and he talked with the media about it, about a moment where I think he was being petty. Some people would say he's being nice. Uh, Joel Embiid got into a bit of a skirmish with Jose Alvarado, who you might not have heard of, but he's one of those guys playing for the Pelicans in a season where there's a bunch of one of those guys who just is on the roster because of COVID <laughs> and whatnot. Yes. Uh, so Jose Alvarado is about six foot tall, 180. Uh, Joel Embiid about seven feet tall, about pushing 300 pounds. They had an exchange. 
uh, which led to double technical fouls. Okay. In the NBA, what people don't, some people don't understand is guys like DeMarcus Cousins, you know, guys like Bonzi Wells back in the day, they rack up all of these technical fouls. These technical fouls actually come with fines. Yeah. So you get into a bit of a skirmish. You get into a little scrape up. You get into a little back and forth with a player or a ref. You get assessed a technical foul. You get two, you get ejected. Even if you don't get ejected, that's a $2,000 mm-hmm. fine. So Embiid and the Pelicans guard, Jose Alvarado, both uh, got that $2,000 fine. And afterwards, uh, Embiid told reporters on Thursday, actually, following that game, that he was going to be paying for Alvarado's fine. He now, was going to be paying for it. That I think for Embiid, for Embiid, it, it's one of those things where not only did he want to get the one up when it comes to the altercation, he mm-hmm. wanted to also show he's the bigger person who has the bigger contract and pay off the fine. So I thought it was a bit of a petty <laughs> move, but a nice move at the same time. It was nice petty, which I can enjoy. Nice petty is the best kind of petty because there's not necessarily the as big a big as a purpose for it but there's definitely a backhanded undertone and it kind of is hilarious that Joel Embiid is like I'm the one who makes the most money I'm the one who obviously is the veteran and on the higher contract and you are yeah you can't pay for the $2,000 so let me p- take care of the 2000 yeah. for you we take care of that little buddy appreciate, <laughs> hey, hey, appreciate your time uh, maybe you can have a contract like me one day yeah yeah maybe you can you can you can step your game up and get in there like like myself yeah no I thought it was very interesting and I think from the king of petty anytime Joel Embiid does anything um you have to you have to kind of take a second look at it yeah yeah you clap you cheer it on for sure but you have to be like did he do that to be nice or did he do that to kind of one up him one more time you always assume I I know for sure at least I assume with Joel Embiid yeah if it's something nice it's something there's an undertone underneath there's a little bit of an undertone Joel Embiid, a classic figure, a guy that we didn't know we needed, but we love every single moment of, of uh, watching him ascend, and a guy that I guess you had on your all-star team that Stone said was better than mine. So. Yeah, I mean, my all-star team overall yeah, I still, completely wins. Uh, I still want to refute those claims. Uh, still want to do that for sure. The GameBridge LPGA uh, still going on here. Round two wrapping up. I did hear we might have another guest, one last interview coming on if we can, of Taylor Collins, who got a sponsor's exemption to get into this tournament. We'll see if we can't squeeze her in as we're here on Ken Levicka Live up until 2 o'clock. Uh, remote and on the move, presented by Brightline. Uh, Jeanette, have you ever tried to step out and uh, get your golf on? I being did. Out here in Florida? I did. Uh, for a year, I worked for the PGA Tour, and while I worked there, I took golf lessons. And... Um, I highly underestimated the game of golf. Right. It is, you take a stick, yeah. and you have to hit a small white ball. Yeah. Yards. Yards. Yards not, away. Not inches, not centimeters, yards. Not only that, but you have a bunch of different sticks to pick from. Yeah. Not only that, but the mental aspect of the game is, I would, I could argue for a while, if you want to, that golf is one of the toughest mental sports out there to play. It is. And, it, and I'm surprised. My, the biggest thing that's impressive to me, and as a person that has just picked up golfing within the past year or so, seriously, and then ran oh, out you, here on the you course. you taking lessons? I, I, not, well, I need to take lessons. That's another story. I, have, <laughs> I bought a set, and I've been going out and golfing with some buddies uh, here and there. I actually just went golfing yesterday morning, actually, in Lake Worth. And I did terrible, as always, and I lost a little money on the course. But... <laughs> What I'm surprised by with these pros is how they're able to go out and golf and walk the dang course. Like, I was when I was doing the caddying um, uh, on Tuesday for Brittany Lincecum, 
there was a lot of picking up a 50-pound bag and carrying that. Obviously, they have the caddy to do that for them. Mm -hmm. But even just walking these courses, especially the ones that aren't flat like a lot of our Florida courses, but the ones that have more hills and mountains away, like that is a bit of a strain on you to do that and then also have to have power in your driver and then also have to have the dexterity to hit with your 7-iron to get it up. You know, like it is an intense game, more than you would think. And again, the the mental aspect. You need absolute focus. You need to know how to completely ignore all form of distractions and focus at the task at hand. Yeah. And like, of course, you need to focus at the task at hand at any kind of sport, whether it's throwing the ball or shooting the ball, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But when it comes to golf, again, yeah. you have to you have to hit a, little a small more little white ball. Yeah. Across the, whole, the greens. A little bit more focus. And I'm sorry if I'm getting the golf terms wrong. No, yeah, I mean, we're not. People have, are never going to mistake you, Jeanette Javier, or me, Theo Dorsey, as golf experts here. No. Uh, but we are people that are enthused by the game. I, I'm somebody that's picked up the game as well as we're people that can talk with some of the, the golf greats. Like, we already had, uh, you know, a couple people sit by here and talk Ryan to us O'Toole. about. Oh, yeah, Ryan O'Toole. Just, she just got up and got done dissing you about your, your uh, bucks. There's, I think that's number two in yeah. the past Ten oh, minutes you that you brought count, it up? You're counting them? Absolutely. I see a Bucks clip playing here on your Twitter, too. Is that like kind of like reminiscing on that Rams loss y'all had? It's when they were showing that when the Buccaneers were starting to get frustrated with no, the defense. Oh, that's just great. That's just great. Um, well, I think we are about to be uh, blessed here. We do have our final interview of the day for Ken Levick Alive here on uh, here at Boca Rio, and it's going to be Taylor Collins. If we can get her a mic and get her set up here. Perfect, perfect. You're Hello. good. Come on in. Take a seat. You're, wow, you're, you're it feels on. so good to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Of course, of course. Well, Taylor Collins, uh, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. You just wrapped up on the course? Yes, I did. All right. Well, like 15, 20 minutes ago. Got you, got you. How do you feel coming off? How do you feel that uh, round go? Uh, the round was okay. I'd say it was um, maybe a little boring, like play-wise. Yeah. Nothing really exciting happened for me today. Um, I'm happy I'm still standing. I'm pretty tired. Mm. Uh, walking 18 holes this much, I, I can't even tell you the last time I did that. It's got to be years. Right. Yeah. How so, do you keep up with the energy? How do you I do you didn't. I was trying. <laughs> you know, a, a couple of the kids came out. When I, like, saw the kids, I was like, all right, we got this. Oh, Let's nice. keep it going here. Nice. And then I had uh, members and students out here, so they helped keep, uh, keep the energy going. But, yeah, I mean, you got to be mentally tough mm-hmm. to keep it going that long out there right and you just to get everything right to give people proper context you got the sponsor's exemption to get in here uh you are a, a teaching pro at the coral ridge country club in fort lauderdale um so for you i was literally just telling jeanette one of the most impressive things y'all do as pga walking the course is not easy no. <laughs> let alone golfing it so can you just further drive that point home like what was it like going up and down there as well as having to make the shots yeah, it was exhausting. Um, I play in the PGA of America. Those are the tournaments that I mainly play in, and we ride in carts. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, oh. one of the guys will take the cart, and you kind of just walk up to the green or something, but we do not walk yeah. the whole time. So uh, it was pretty exhausting. Um, and mentally, I mean, you just have to like stay in it the whole time. And we only played nine holes this week. Every practice round we did was nine holes, nine holes, nine holes. I don't think I played 18 holes in two weeks. Yeah. Which is a bit silly when I look back at it. Um, so, yeah, it's exhausting out there. I mean, these ladies are athletes. Yeah. Whether it looks like it or not, it is. They yeah. are. That's a long time to be walking out there. 
For you, uh, you know, getting getting that experience of it, uh, having these two back-to-back rounds. I, said, I know you said you had some some students out here as well. What was it like, kind of having them kind of support you through it as well? Uh, it was awesome. I liked having them out here. Uh, it was cool to have them see me like inside the ropes. So maybe they'll think I'm like the cool teacher. Oh yeah, and they yeah. To listen to me. <laughs> Everyone wants to come to Put me. Put some respect you know? on That's my name. Right. Yeah. I was inside the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was cool to see them. You know, you hit a bad shot, you kind of look over at them, and it's, uh, you know, practice what you preach, mm. stay positive, mm-hmm. um, stay in it the whole time. So, yeah, it was great to see them. I'm glad they came out. And I had a bunch of members come out, too, so that's awesome. It's it's good to know that they like me yeah. because they drove here to watch me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they made the drive up. Now, it's a beautiful day here at Boca Rio. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, for you specifically and, and how you did on there, was there any holes that you feel like, okay, uh, I better left some out there, or did you feel like you kind of attacked it your best way you could these past two days? Oh, I left a lot out there. That <laughs> yeah. is for sure. I was not making any putts. I made a uh, putter change like a week before the tournament, and I absolutely regret that. Yeah. Um, but I would say uh, for my first LPGA event, this was great to get the nerves out. Uh, I was saying it was kind of like uh, my first week at work mm-hmm. where you're trying to figure out how everything works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how this week felt. So I look forward to, like, future events. Maybe, like, uh, having my footing and understand, like, what's going on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I left a lot out there. And uh, I think next time maybe I'll, I'll feel more aggressive. There I'm you an go. an aggressive player, and I did not play that aggressively. So. Yeah. And then I, I have another question for you. What, what is your aspiration with it? I know that. And what was the story behind you getting this sponsor exemption for this particular Gamebridge LPGA tournament here? So um, I'm a member of the PGA of America. Mm-hmm. I won the South Florida PGA Section Championship, and I was the first woman to do that. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. There you, you. go. So I like that. That's what segued us into uh, uh, getting the sponsor exemption. And then I also got PGA of America Women's Player of the Year. Yeah. So I think that's what, like, tip them over to oh yeah like, yeah what a year yeah, for you yeah, it's been great yeah so for me um i love the pga of america i love playing my section events with fellow like club pros like mm-hmm. myself you yeah. know, the ones that we don't really ever get to practice and we just like go out and play um so the goal there is maybe eventually play well enough uh win player of the year a couple more times hall of fame down the road i don't yeah. know dream big with it i love speak that it, yeah. speak it I love that. Well, no, I appreciate you. And we're wrapping up on time here. But Taylor Collins, thank you so much for dropping in, blessing us with your presence, giving us your resume so we know that we're amongst royalty here. We are. We um, are. And I, enjoy the rest of the weekend. And, you know, next time you won't leave as many out there. Yeah, sure. that's right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Jeanette. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get. We just got royalty here. We got a future Hall of Famer here with us in Taylor Collins. Talk about a is, year. Yeah, yes, who's had a heck of a year. We have had a great afternoon here uh, as we are on the move, presented by Brightline here at Gambridge LPGA at Boca Rio. Jeanette, no better way to end it than that. We just talked with a person who is a player of the year, a champion. Uh, it's better because we take the sour taste off your bucks being outed and you never being able to see Tom Brady in there a bucks uniform again. Three. That's wonderful. And that's how we'll wrap it up here. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for joining us here on Ken Levick Live from Gamebridge LPGA at Boca Rio. Enjoy the rest of Gamebridge LPGA weekend as we will and have a good rest of your afternoon. Ciao.